Coming up, we'll talk about planning your vacation using using TripIt.com, and we'll demystify some of the technology around the RFID chips that are coming to Walt Disney World. Plus, we'll tell you what we're geeking out on this week in this episode of the Diz Tech Talk. Go ahead. What do I call it Tech Talk? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. This is Diz Unplugged, episode 591 for the week of March 26, 2013. I, I, apparently, I've changed the name of this show <laughs> to Diz Tech Talk. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am your host, Pete Warner, coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. And this is actually Diz Travel Tech. Yes. Travel Tech is the name of this show, not Diz Tech Talk. And I'm joined by my co-host in Houston, Texas, the lovely and talented Mr. Mike Holland. Hello, Hello Mike. All. And uh, joining me here in the studio, Sean Thompson, along with Corey Martin, and of course our producer, Dustin West, and assistant producer, Craig Williams. That's right. And uh, we have a lot. We, we have been talking about doing this show for quite a while. We were thinking about doing a, a regular series of segments uh, on this topic a year ago. And uh, then when we started talking about bringing the show uh, onto video, we figured let's, uh, let's do it once we're on video and we can show off some of the stuff we want yeah. to talk about. So we're excited to be doing this. We've been talking about it for a while. Um, before we get started, I'm actually going to start the show off talking about something that is not necessarily tech-related. And I am going to put a blog up on this in the next couple of days. I want to tell you people how much I love Delta Airlines. I absolutely love Delta. Uh, I've been flying Delta for a few years now. I used to hate them. And I'll put details in the blog, but to give you an idea, you know, anybody who follows the show knows that I fly quite a bit. I'm traveling quite a bit. This year is no exception. And I've had really great experiences with Delta. Was not the case 12 years ago. Uh, when I vowed I would never step foot in another Delta flight. But then something happened today that just, I think, is the best customer service. We just came back from California. And I've been getting these phone calls the last few days from a number I didn't recognize, a local number here in Orlando. I didn't recognize, and if I don't know the number, usually I'm not going to answer the phone. And they weren't leaving a voicemail, so I figured, you know, it's just some spam call. Well, today they left a voicemail, and it was Delta Baggage Services at Orlando International Airport. Uh, I, when the team travels, I usually make all the arrangements, and they had my phone number. And uh, they left a message saying that, wanting to know if Craig had left a piece of electronic equipment on the plane. So I get Delta. I call this woman back. I get Craig on the phone. We conference him in. And she's asking Craig, did you leave something on the plane? And he goes, I don't think so. She's like... You didn't leave an iPod on the plane? And Craig goes, oh, I haven't unpacked yet. Now, mind you, we got home like 100 years ago. <laughs> and he goes and he looks, and sure enough, he did. He left his iPod on the plane. This woman must have called my phone five times. Now, lesser customer service could have just, you know, I tried calling. Nobody answered. It's going to sit here for 90 days, and at the end of 90 days, I'm going to take it home and listen to this guy's... Yeah. Music. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Barry Manilow. Yeah. Barry Manilow. He's a fan of love. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> he really isn't. But um, I, I, the, I, I've had this kind of customer service from Delta since I started flying them again in 2010. I know everybody hates, loves to hate, hate on airlines, and I know everybody's got a story about how Delta did this or they did that. I'm just telling you, I love Delta Airlines. I wanted to say it. I'm going to write a blog about it because, you know what, that's really good customer service. Why I wanted to start our first episode of the Travel Tech with that, I don't know, but I wanted to, I wanted to get that out there. Um, we're going to start off talking about what we're geeking out on this week. And, uh, Mike, why don't we go to you first? What are, what are you geeking out on this week? What, uh, what piece of technology has you, uh, has you going this week? Well, what piece of technology has me going? And, and, and we, all, we, all have, uh, we all have iPods, iPhones, iDevices, and uh, things that, you know, that, that all have a 30-pin connector on them. And now that, that uh, Apple is moving away from the 30-pin connector and they're going to the, uh, to the uh, lightning plug, I have, I have all these 30-pin devices everywhere that, that are pretty much obsolete until I... Uh, until I dropped one of these guys on them. This is a, a Bluetooth adapter that slips on top of the 30-pin adapter and makes all those 30-pin those, uh, dock devices, uh, even the cables, makes them, makes them uh, Bluetooth devices. Oh, wow. wow. So if you've got an Android phone, uh, a legacy iPhone, or a new iPhone, anything like that, you can drop that on there, and it and that device is no longer defunct. It's 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 usable again, and uh, the nice thing is, all these uh, thirty pin devices are hitting the hitting all the sales right now because everybody's trying to offload them, getting ready for whatever new uh, i devices come in with the uh, with the uh, lightning plug on them. Wow, that's really cool. I haven't seen that. Something else I need to buy. Because I haven't yes. fought enough. It, see, I haven't fought enough this well, week. Well, the whole reason for this show, I don't. Th- I think you need to explain, is that so Pete can go to Best Buy every week <laughs> to <laughs> feature something else. Did I did I need an excuse before that? <laughs> Although I will say this week was particularly harrowing. Um, I think they're going to put my picture up in my local Best Buy this week. Um, we, uh, I, you know, my uh, my geek of the week is. Uh, I kind of stumbled onto this because I wasn't planning on buying one, but <clears throat> we were having some challenges with some equipment here in the studio. And as we were troubleshooting, we uh, realized that we, we thought we needed a windows machine to help. Now this is a Macintosh house, <laughs> Macs everywhere, not a PC to be seen. I haven't really touched a PC in a very, very long time. Um, so I bought a machine that was Windows 8. And I got to tell you, I thought Windows 8 was pretty cool. It is. I, I, I like it. I like it. And I haven't played with it a lot. And I'm not going to say I've played with it a lot. But what I've played around with, I really like. So when I was over at Best Buy on this insane shop, shopping trip, I... Uh, I picked up the Microsoft Surface Pro, which is sitting here in front of me. I'm not going to pick it up because it's like hooked into a lot of things, but this is their cross between a tablet and an Ultrabook, basically. It's, uh, that's the start screen, and uh, it's all touch, and it's really cool, and if you can't live without your typical Windows desktop, well, that's that. That's me. 
it's there. <laughs> nope, now bad you can, touch. Bad touch. Bad touch. Bad touch. Um, there's your 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 uh, your typical Windows desktop. Um, I have to tell you, you can cut from this. Uh, I have to tell you, I was really impressed with this, and it's not. It's not. It's an actual computer. It's actually running an Intel. It's, I think it's the i5 uh, Intel processor. It's running a, a, a scaled down version of it, right. but it runs pretty much all the software you would run on Windows. There are some pieces of software that won't work with it, but the Office Suite works with it. Full Office Suite works with it. Um, I'm not going to say it is as comfortable or portable a tablet as the iPad is because it's not. It weighs more. It's thicker. Yeah. Uh, but it's got this great keyboard. That is also a cover that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's one of the most comfortable keyboards I've ever typed on. Do you find yourself going back and forth between operating systems on a regular basis? Or do you just, like, I'm all Mac. Well, no, I, look, I, I had no intention of buying a Windows machine until we had this technical issue mm-hmm. in the studio this week. But then after I got one and I started playing with it, I started thinking that, okay, if we're going to do these tech shows, right. that... You know, most of our audience is not going to be using a Mac. They're going to be using Windows machines. Some of our audience, I know for a fact, uses Android phones. Yeah. Uh, not everybody's using Mac. So if we're going to do these shows, somebody. That's good. Somebody should be, you know, looking <laughs> at some of the other stuff here. Somebody. Um, somebody, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm a giver. That's that's good. As as John called me yesterday, gay Jesus, um, <laughs> and uh, I uh, I got to tell you, I, I you know look, I'm I'm in. I, some people on my Facebook page were like, "Oh, welcome back." No, no, <laughs> I love my Mac. Here's the thing, I I haven't had to restart computers this much in years since I brought a Windows machine back into this house. Windows still has its issues and. Troubleshooting is a real part of the Windows experience. It's not something I deal with very often on my Mac. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, it's not only are we doing this show and we want to be able to showcase certain applications, certain products on both Mac and Microsoft. Uh, you know, how many times have we run into a piece of software that could be really useful for us that says only available Windows on Windows? Windows only, all the you time. Know? So it, it happens. And I'm, I'm glad we have a couple machines now that... Well, we can. This kind of goes with what Corey was saying, but do you see this fitting into your workflow? Like, do you That's what I'm waiting things? to see. I, I'm waiting to see when the novelty wears off. Yeah. See, for me, the test is, you know, when I, when I got my, my first iPad, well, this is not my first iPad, but uh, when I got my first iPad, uh, you know, of course you use it like all the time because it's yeah, cool and yeah. it's new. And then like a month later, if a month later I'm still using this, then yes, it fits into my workflow. Um, but... If I was somebody who was working on Windows all the time and I needed to have full featured programs and a real keyboard and basically a real computer that's almost as portable as a tablet, Mm -hmm. this is great. Now, look, $1,000 for the Surface Pro. This is not cheap. That's the top of the line, though. That's their top of the line one. This is uh, 128 gigs of memory. Um, the most basic version starts at 4.99, and then you go up from there. Right. That's a, that's running a version of Windows called. Oh, yeah. uh, it's like Easter basket. Windows stuff. RT. Yeah. And uh, so that's not. You can't run. You can run apps, Microsoft apps. You can't run Microsoft software. 
okay. on that one. On the pro version, you can actually run, like I said, you know, I've got the full, the full version of Office 2013 on here, which Microsoft has my favorite piece of software that I really cannot get on a Mac. Uh, Brick Breaker? What's that? Brick Breaker? Not, not Brick Breaker, no. Uh, Microsoft OneNote, I think, is the best organization note-taking software out there. And I love it. And on the Surface, it's unbelievable because the, the pen that comes with the Surface, it really is very comfortable to write on, handwrite, which I like to do. So I was thrilled, thrilled to have OneNote back in, the, back in the mix. So this is what I'm geeking out on right now. Now, we'll see the next time we do this show if I'm still geeking out on this. If you see a, <laughs> now, Mac, now one- if you see a Mac sitting here in front of me, you'll know that <laughs> the, the Surface has joined the pile of dead electronics that... I have, to use, I have to use Windows every day, and not always by choice. But, uh, but you know, I, it, I find it kind of disconcerting that they're still using the same operating system that was designed for Windows ninety five and just stacked on all the way up until twenty thirteen for this version of OS. So, well, but isn't this know, version? Isn't this version? This Windows eight version? Isn't this basically all new? Just the UI, oh, the really? user interface side is 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 the newer part of it. But it's still Windows Seven, which was based on, uh, you know, uh, a better version of Windows Vista, which was a better version of Windows Two Thousand, which was you know Windows NT, and then back to the, which is the the most the the best branch of the Windows ninety five was the Windows NT side. So yeah. I think you're you're still using that same core. Uh, base operating system but i think mac took it a whole nother level when they went to os x yeah i mean look i love my mac don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not giving up the ghost on on my mac by any means but um i'm uh i'm digging this thing i'm digging this thing this is i I think the interface is awesome the touch screen on this is absolutely ridiculous how responsive it is really comfortable to use i'm digging it so this is what i'm uh we, we need uh, like a little plug-in sound for geeking out of the week or something. We need some kind of for geek of the week. Yeah, geek of the week. Don't ever do that. There again. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. All right. So, uh, Sean, what are you geeking out on? Um, I'm geeking out on something that I no longer have, <laughs> <laughs> which is really sad. Well, this is this is by by comparison. You know, I, I just t- told you the story about Delta and what they did with a piece of misplaced electronics that that Craig had left. So let's talk about the TSA. Yeah. So um. My geek out of the week is um, the Nike Fuel Band, which is the bracelet that du- uh, Dustin's wearing, and so is Pete. There it is. Pete has the black one. And uh, so basically, we w- we're up at six thirty in the morning, going through security at Orlando International Airport. Yeah. And I took everything out of my pockets. I took my belt off, and I was just about to step into the uh, the machine where you put your arms up and it scans you for takes a picture, it takes your, a naked picture of you, nasty parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, I thought, oh, I still have my band on, so I took it off real fast, threw it in the bin, and uh, walked through the machine. When I got out the other side, I took everything out, missed the Nike. Well, because band. you had the clear one. I you have the clear white one, and so the bins it, they use are white. So it really looked. It, he didn't see. It. I didn't see it, so I got everything, and so I I walked over to Dustin, who was putting his shoes on, and he said, "Oh, you got your Nike Fuel Band," and I ran over <laughs> back to the security. Uh-huh. He checked and, and, and all keep the bins. In mind, too. Keep in mind, this was. Three, Three four minutes, minutes yeah. after he walked through security. 
and it wasn't there. I went Gone. through every, the bins were in a stack, and so I opened every one, hoping to find it in yeah, that you stack. You had a look of horror on your face. No, oh, I was, I was so, so Somebody upset. from the TSA, somebody from the TSA is wearing it. <laughs> Has extra points right He checked, yeah. he checked with uh, Lost and Founds. But, uh, anyway, I love the Nike Fuel Band, and I probably will be getting another one. Um, if you'd left it on a Delta plane, you'd have it back. Yeah. I know, that's the thing, I just left it in the wrong spot. But the thing about the Nike Fuel Band is it tracks your movements, your calories that you've um, burned, um, the steps you take, and different different analytics. Well, it also it also has its own brand of uh, it's called Nike Fuel. Yeah, which are kind but of vague, but yeah, essentially it's, it's just how many times the bracelet moves. So yeah, they, you wave well, uh, or you, you. If you go into Nike's website, they have this whole long thing about how they figure out Nike Fuel, and it's this oh, and that's okay. that. It's incomprehensible. Um, but it does keep you motivated because you see how many points you've tallied for the day. Or how many points you, you haven't. haven't. <laughs> so, and then you sync it with your phone in your computer, and so it lines everything up in a graph so you can see perfectly what you've done. Um, yeah. So. I haven't even done half my goal for today. Um, my goal is 3,000 Nike fuel points you a day. You can control your, your goals. So I'm, some at 13, at I'm, at, I'm at 1,385. Well, even if I was at 2,000, I'm not there. Yeah. So. 2,119. Oh, shut up. Oh, I don't know what I've done today. But it is. It is great. It's every time you move your hand, though, right? Basically. And then, yeah. Then when you uh, when you sync it up, it like tells you like how many miles you walked and yeah, all this other cool stuff. Yeah, so, and then if you you reach your goal, it has this little animation, so it's kind of fun to watch and it keeps keeps track of everything. So this is something I pinned on Pinterest uh, several months ago. I wanted to get one, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm researching, especially after the whole um, CSS conference. Uh, took place. They there's another one similar to it. It's not out yet. It's called the uh, Fitbit Fitbit Flex. Uh, it does everything the Fuel Band does, but it tracks your sleep. And I think I need that to you know use to get your beauty sleep. Or, well, no, or to so see, he can get a graphic representation of the uh, hour and a half a night that he sleeps. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think I need that more than anything to tell me if I'm sleeping good, if I'm restless, but. You know, I'm looking forward. I think it comes out in May 1st. Fitbit Flex, and they have several colors, yeah, too. that's a good company, too. Uh, there's a couple questions in chat. Um, the way you sync it is you can either do it through Bluetooth mm-hmm. to your phone, right. and that's really easy, or you can also just take off, disconnect it, Cut and it me. turns into a uh, USB. It turns into a USB. And you just plug this that right into your computer. And this end here just plugs into your computer. Plugs right into a USB port in your computer and syncs it up. Is it waterproof? I'm no, guessing so. Because no, it says water resistant. So I think if uh, you wash your hands with it on, so uh, no it's swimming. Fine, but I wouldn't dive into a pool with it. No. Well, no. You know how many points you get swimming? Seriously. <laughs> well, you'll just have to get like, on the edge of the pool, do this. Yeah. So that. Well, it, I think Corey's in trouble because the next time he cuts a steak, you know. It, <laughs> yeah, well, he only gets three cuts in. But I am looking at a fork, though, that, uh, yeah. that, that, that vibrates if you eat too fast. You have never. <laughs> ever seen a human being consume food like Corey Martin? Well, they they made a fork for me then. And it'll, it'll vibrate. And not gain any weight. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I throw it up. That's why he's doing the taste <laughs> <challenge. laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, no. I'm joking. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need to go take a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> All right, so Corey, what are you geeking out on this week? Uh, mine, mine's actually a two-parter. Um, all revolves around the camera. Uh, let's see if I can pull up the uh, the site. It's the iFi wireless SD card. It 
syncs your photos that you take from your camera, whether it's an SLR or um, any sort of handheld camera, um, to your iPhone, Android device, computer. There we go. Well, you got to hit done. No, I'm here. No, you got to hit done up top. Now it's there. There we go. <laughs> I'm trying to sync my. Uh, He's. Uh, we're going to switch over to Corey's phone. There we go. There we go. There are several varieties. Um, I have the 16 gig plus Wi-Fi, of course, um, just around 99 bucks. Now, what this does, like I said, it as you take a photo in your in your camera, it'll send these photos to your phone, Android device, so you can take these and send them to Twitter, Facebook, email them to people. I originally bought this for work, thinking if I was going to be at a press event or media event, I can instead of taking a photo with my phone. I can take a higher quality with my camera and send it out to the to the World Wide Web and email it or use it on social network. It works great for family, too. I was uh, at the Flower and Garden Festival the other day, and I was with, uh, with Julie. I was taking all these photos on my camera. They were going to my phone on the, the ride back. Julie was looking through my phone, seeing all the photos she liked, and she was emailing to herself or texting them to herself. Yeah. And before we got home, they were already on our Facebook page. Yeah. Yep. The yeah, fo- it's the photos from my camera, high quality, straight to your phone. It's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. Part two is the the flash, um, the hot shoe that actually connects. It, it, I assume it would hold a, a draw Android device, but I think it's mainly for iPhones. It'll connect to the uh, the flash dock on top of your camera, where you can just plug your phone into it. So you're, you're kind of like wireless, hands-free. Right. And so you're just walking around the park, taking photos. As you take them, they go and to Corey your... Corey gets stopped all the time. I, oh, we got him, too, uh, yeah. because I saw Corey's. I'm like, I've got to have that. But I he's going have to... it with me. Our spokesmodel is going to demonstrate. Yeah, see? See? Yeah, there yeah. we go. It's just plugs. Fingerprints and all. <laughs> one of those. And so I have two, two memory cards in here. The first one is like just a compact flash the second one's the sd card and so i have three backups of every photo i take both on each memory card and also on the the phone wherever i send it it's beautiful and these will work you know if if you don't have the you know eight thousand dollar canon camera that he does (laughs) uh this these will iFi cards will work in any camera that takes an sd card right well there's a compatibility uh Table on their website. Just go to s- select your camera, and then it'll show you all the models it works with. So you don't buy this sucker, and it doesn't work. And it's not only no, available online; you, you can get it at Best there, Buy. Oh, sorry, Corey. They, the, there's one little caveat that you have to be careful of when you're uh, when you're using a Wi-Fi card or an iFi card is if your camera is very dense, it will the wireless signal does not go very far. So it's good to have the phone very, very close to the Wi-Fi card to the that, iFi card. That's why I found this flash dock very handy. It, it's it's very close to the camera, and it's always going back and forth. But one thing it. It completely drained my phone battery. It completely drained my camera battery. It's constantly checking through Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. so that you definitely be prepared with that. Have, have some sort of charging device for your phone or some sort of charging device um, or extra battery for your camera because it'll drain it. Right. But it's worth it. I love it. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, he, we saw him using it at Flower and Garden, and then I had, I had to go it. and buy like all of them for all of us. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're walking around Disneyland looking like, you know, it was very helpful. Something out of a sci-fi yeah. movie. I yeah. loved it because you could take the photos and then put them on Instagram or Facebook, like you said, Julie did. The only thing sometimes is it's too high quality for those services. So what I found out was you could like resize them in your phone and then import that into Instagram. I didn't have that problem in California. It happened to me multiple times. Really? I, I know on Instagram one time I tried to upload a, a photo and it was too high quality. It kept, it kept knocking yeah. it out. So I make sure whatever, this will send a raw file also wow. to your to your phone. Yeah, but you don't want to do that. No, you don't want no. to do that. So I make sure that this secondary card is it's less quality and it's not going to bog my phone down with, with so much uh so much space. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I'll tell I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. I was going to say, the other beautiful thing is if you've got iPhoto on your iPhone, uh, you can go in and resize it and, and do any of the uh, any cropping or anything else you want to do in the iPhoto and then upload it straight from there, too. Yeah, that's true. I was doing that, too. You're doing some, Even just doing some, uh, you know, basic adjustments on the on the photos in iPhoto on the phone and then putting them right up to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and yeah, the quality of the pictures you end up putting up. If you take a look at the pictures that we put up on oh, yeah. Instagram during our Disco's West event last week or two weeks ago, you, you'll see. I mean, some of those pictures really phenomenal. Dustin, does it work with video too? Um, with you know, it will. It, it technically it has a setting there okay. to transfer video. Okay, um, I haven't been able to get it to work um, just because. Uh, either in the settings on the camera or on uh, the the photo app on the phone, I, I couldn't figure out how to work. But you say it does have a setting. I I'm almost positive. It was just, someone asked in chat, so I wanted to ask. And somebody asked in Facebook, "This is a Canon Mark III." Oh, so there you go. This that's what this is. Five D Five D Mark III. I could have sworn there was. I'll have to look, but I haven't gotten it to work yet. But I'm sure that it either does ha- have that or it will in the future yeah. I just haven't figured it out so well Dustin, when you're shooting two gigs worth of video you're going to eat up your phone yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it really does it really chews through your phone battery quite a bit it's yeah. pretty pretty intense but Dustin what are you geeking out on well when we were in Disneyland we went over to the uh, like um, sunglass hut or sun icon that they have over there and uh i actually have to i gotta take my headphones off for this so bear with me here i can't hear you mike um i found these glasses me and pete found these glasses and they are uh let me see i have to i i wet myself when i when i saw these (laughs) these are please don't videotape while you do that <laughs> These are really cool. They're called the the Pivot Head wearable imaging, and they are glasses, sunglasses. Uh, they're polarized lenses, the ones that I happen to get, um, and they actually have a, uh, a a camera built in right in between. I think you might be able to see that uh, in between the uh, the lenses there. And I'm supposed to be going to these websites, aren't I? It would. That would be good. You could see some of the different options. Um, But the Pivot Head wearable imaging, you are able to put these bad boys on, turn the power on, and then you can record video from right here. And so I'm I'm recording video right now uh, where it's 1080. uh, It runs at 30 frames per second. Oh, there's Mike. Um, do you want to say something, Mike? Oh, no. I was just waving at you. Oh, hey. Uh, so I'm taking video right now. I can also, just in the middle of my video, I can snap a photo. 
Um, and it's 1080. Again, it's either 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. It doesn't have any progressive. You uh, look like you're stoned. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's, it's really Tom cool. Cruise. He's got the Tom really Cruise cool mojo. For people that uh, want to do some, like, uh, videos of, like, riding a, a roller coaster or something like that. Uh, something point of view videos. These are pretty cool. I, I love them. And the image quality is really great. And the sound quality is, you know, it really picks up the person that's wearing the glasses. Uh, anything else is kind of distant and tinny. But So it's like a POV with just breathing. Well, no, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> pick it up that much. Are uh, these legal? Blair Witch. <laughs> yes, they are. Like, not a Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard. Um, so, yeah, you can see a closer <laughs> image there. Uh, there's a bunch of different options. Uh, they run at twenty nine ninety nine. No, they're... Two hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> oh, local CBS. <laughs> he wasn't paying for him, so he has no no concern as Sorry, to wrong thing. Um, uh, he has no care of, of, of what the price was. No, they were three hundred dollars. Well, it's so small, I can't see. It's three hundred dollars for uh, this pair of glasses, not thirty dollars. Uh, but they're they're really cool, and uh, you get a great image. And oh, I'm actually still recording, so I'm gonna. You don't have a hood ornament like having a GoPro on. And I will, I will tell you, the the video really is really good. Yeah, it's surprisingly impressive video. The quality of the photos also surprisingly good. The only problem I had is they get a little uncomfortable after a few hours. They're heavy. They're not heavy. They just they pinch my head a little bit. I got a a large crane. He's got he's got this freakishly large melon head. (laughs) Uh, But they're fun. They're fun. It's uh, it's cool. And then you know, of course. People don't, you know, you want, you want to be courteous and, and, and tell people that you're filming them. Yeah, that'd be nice. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. Um, but they, they, they plug in just via USB 2.0, plugs right into your computer, um, and iPhoto will no, we have, You know, it. we shouldn't have told Sean that we had those, so, like, the next time he starts, like, explaining Smash to us, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> we could have been videotaping him. Yeah, you should tell people when you're taking photos of them. Yeah. yeah. There was one the photo he took of me on Small World. He's in the front seat. I'm in the back seat. And the photo, I'm just like giving him this weird look because I'm, why are you staring at me? But that's because I, I kind of did this. <laughs> what? At least you weren't the subject of vines. That made you look so incredibly awkward. It's like, yeah. why is he staring at me during Small World with sunglasses on? Yeah. He's got the perv POV camera. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, that's my thing. So. All right, Justin. Craig, what about you? What are you, uh, what are you uh, geeking out on? Mine is the GoPro Hero 3. Um, I never used one of these before. We went to Disneyland, and then I actually shot a bunch of ride-throughs with them. Um, if you've been to a theme park, you've seen them in the past two, three years. Everyone has them. Um, and they're really nice, small, tiny cameras. The picture looks amazing on it. The sound's not great, so you don't want it if you want all the good background music, everything going on. Um, they kind of have different cases that come with it as well, so that way if you want to take it underwater or on a water ride, then um, you're able to do that with the case that's completely sealing it in. But at the same time, uh, if you want better sound quality, you can have cases that let the microphone air a little more. You get a little better uh, image, or sorry, sound quality on that. Uh, it's really great camera though uh the california screaming video that is on youtube right now that was shot on it and if you haven't seen it yet go watch it yeah. it looks beautiful we have about like five or six more that i actually shot with it that'll be coming out and i'm gonna use this all the time whenever i'm doing ride throughs on roller coasters and stuff it works really great uh disney has given me no issues with it whatsoever 
Universal will give you a ton of issues with it, so don't plan on using one of these there, but I, it's awesome. I love this thing. Well, there's also the head mount yeah, and the you chest can, mount that go you can, along uh, with these. Yeah, so. you can attach it to your chest. You can attach it to your head. I'm pl- already planning on shooting a segment with Kathy and Teresa in the future where it's going to be <laughs> attached to my head. So that one's coming. I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> Live show. Oh, After okay. hours. Yeah. Show. No, no. I, I will say Disney Cruise Line has given me, given me grief about it putting that on my head and going down the, uh, the aqueduct, but, uh, you know, like, but taking it, uh, parasailing had no issues, strapped it on my head and just let it fly. And, and, uh, it was, there were no issues with that, but DCL has been the only place where I've had any issues with it. Now with the, the GoPro, there's a lot of guesswork, right? Because there's no viewable screen where you can see your shot. Well, well, actually we do have, we have the version of the GoPro that comes with the Wi-Fi backpack. Um, so it's a little bit thicker than the other one. So it, it, it attaches on the back. It, it sends out a Wi-Fi signal to your iPhone. You can, you can download the uh, app onto your iPhone and uh, you can actually preview you know, you can preview what you're seeing. There. Yeah, there's a little bit of a delay on it. It's probably about two seconds, but it, it can does at least, give you a good idea. It can at least you know you're not shooting your knees. Yeah, you can frame your shot. You know. There you go. Yep, that's GoPro. it. Cool. Combine it with the glasses. You're set. Yep. Yeah, I love really. my GoPro. <laughs> See now, GoPro. <laughs> GoPro is normally you know for people who are doing like extreme sports, you know, skiing and snowboarding and stuff like that. Or extreme nerds who are using them for ride throughs. <laughs> right. But uh, it is, if you look at, go look, you know, links to all of this, by the way, on the show notes page, disneyplug.com. And they, they take beautiful time lapse pictures too. I've stuck it up at Animal Kingdom and taken time lapse of uh, the animals in the, in the, uh, oh, wow. The, the common areas and just do a time lapse. It'll take a picture once every two seconds and then you just make a time lapse video. That's great. I hadn't thought, I didn't realize they did time lapse mm-hmm. on these. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're 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 very cool, very very cool indeed. So, all right, so that's what we are geeking out on it this is. week. Um, there are a couple of things that we want to talk about in a little bit more depth. Uh, first, we're going to turn it over to Mike, and uh, Mike is Mike has some some interesting equipment to show us uh, regarding RFID. RFID being the subject of a lot of discussion lately with Disney's announcement that they're going to the Magic Bands, which are RFID. Room keys are RFID. Well, the Magic Bands become your room key, which is all RFID. And there have been security concerns and uh, lots of discussions about how that is going to work. And uh, Mike is going to talk a little bit about that. So we'll switch over to him. All right. Well, you know, with the Magic Bands rolling out, I know a lot of people have had had concerns. And and, uh, it's mainly centered around more of the data that Disney has and what they're collecting on you and, and how much they're getting and, and how they're going to disseminate it. Are they going to sell it? You know, cause you know, Google makes its money off of collecting data. You know, that's, and then, then selling that data to people. You know, I, I don't know that Disney does that with all of our customer data to that extent, but I'm sure they sell some periphery of that. Plus every time you check a, a box on their web page, it's, it's, uh, you know, you can, uh, they're wanting permission to be able to share that with their partners, but the technology behind the Magic Bands is 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 actually kind of kind of neat. The the RFID chip is very small, and most of the technology is in the antenna. So I have a I have an old 
RFID tag here that I had taken off, and I've got the insides of it. So as you can see, only the little part right in here is the actual RFID, and the rest of that is nothing but antenna. Oh. So everybody who's thinking they're going to go slice and dice up their, uh, uh, their magic band and make a, you know, a nice little magic necklace, remember that you might be cutting into the antenna that actually makes it work. Because the chip is so small that it has to have a large antenna footprint, hmm. and then, you know, and then to read them, you actually have to have a, a reading device that actually sends um, a radio signal to the the unit for it to activate. So, it have you ever seen the uh, the the wireless chargers for cell phones? I know I've got two of them. Uh, is you just set your phone down and then it, it just starts charging the battery. Right, right. So that's the way the RFID works. This sends, you know, and a radio emitted uh, charge to the uh, to the RFID and it responds back once it receives that. So and as you can see, the reader is really small and depending on what size antenna they put on this guy, they can read those things from pretty far away. And I guess and that, that's going to be the beauty of the Magic Band is it can be read from a good distance away. Well, to, to find good distance, I mean, are we talking about, you know, a few feet? Are we talking about several feet, tens, 20, 20 feet? I mean. So this guy, uh, they can be read from a distance of about uh, uh, 30 to 40 feet oh, wow. on the wow. on the freeway. And depending on the antenna array, it could be as, as much as 100 to 150 feet away. Did you wow. take apart so, your Sun Pass or something? Is that well, what that yeah, is? Yeah, <laughs> well, this is my old, this is my old uh, Texas tag. Okay. So this is off uh, my last car. So, but that's what's inside of it. They used to have one that was a, had a battery in it, but those died after five years. So, and, and I've got you know, a couple of different RFIDs that you know, we use in, in my work that we use to, to track equipment. So they're very small. You know, they can be put in merchandise or anything else without too many folks knowing it. Um, you know, they can be attached to the bottom of a cup, as in mm. with all the new uh, uh, cups that are going to be at uh, all the resorts. The refillable mugs, yeah. That's right. Um, and, you know, where, where I see the, the, the security loophole for most people is that Anybody can read anybody else's RFID. Now, the data that it's attached to doesn't mean anything, but it gives somebody a really good tracking mechanism. Right. What people need to understand is that the only data that's actually going to be stored on the RFID is... Is the ID itself. Is the ID itself. If without connecting into Disney's computer system to pull up all the information associated with that ID, you're not going to get anything from that. The band itself does not have any personal information right. on it. It's no just credit cards, ID. no addresses, phone numbers, eye color, yep. none of that. It's just a number. But at the same token, every time you walk by and if you've got your if you've got a, a driver's license with an RFID card or anything like that, every time you walk by one of the Disney sensors, they're going to get that number too. Uh, anytime that you have like if you have a passport card or a passport that's got an RFID tag or a credit card, every time you go by a sensor, that number uh, is also read off of there. Not that it can do too much, but it's another tracking mechanism for Disney. They can they can follow that number around even if they don't mean do to. Do you think, I mean, but do you think they're actually going to? Do you think that they'll 
Oh, I think everything they read goes into a database. I mean, they're not being selective about it. I mean, and as the number passes by a reader, it goes into a nondescript database that logs all of that. So you think so. you think credit? I, I, I just want to be, be clear here. You think credit card information, not, not credit originally, card information. not originally so provided RFID to Disney, tag. is going to be collected by Disney. Yeah, very possibly. I mean, and it, isn't that against I mean, the law, though? That, well, it's not that it's not the credit card information. It's the the RFID that's attached to the credit card. Right. So right. okay. So it's the same thing that the, you, on yeah. your credit card is not actually your credit card number on the RFID, but that's some right. sort of identification. Some identification right. that only matters to the bank. Mm-hmm. That's right. I have a question. But remember, they also have access into that bank though because they are running credit card transactions also. So they have they have duality into both worlds. Um. Mm. So you mentioned that the uh, the range was pretty far, like. 30 or 40 feet how do you how do they control whether you're actually redeeming your fast pass versus just walking by the attraction i think i think the the specific area readers are going to be uh you know they're, they're not going to have quite the range as as as, a, as an easy tag or oh okay uh, uh anything that's looking to look at distance but those type of things are going to have a very short uh area around them short proximity so they're going to limit that so you're not just walking by and right yeah Redeem your yeah. fast pass without knowing it. Yeah, <laughs> bought somebody else's. Yeah. But, but talking Mickey, Mickey Mouse is going to have a have a gun that looks like a bazooka that reads your you know card at two hundred feet away, so he knows that you're Pete or Dustin or Corey. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. it's it's you know I'm I'm interested to see what it is they end up doing with these. They keep pushing back when these magic bands are coming out. Yeah. Originally, we heard March, then we heard April. Now we're hearing late spring, early summer. Late spring. Um, which, you know. Test and adjust. 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 <laughs> TNA. I have my test annual pass right here. Yep. Okay. That's the new one. And what I like on the back for annual passes, they have the parking, the little red uh, red parking notice, and with all the, also the date. So when you're going through parking, uh, the parking attendant, like 50 miles an hour, you can just flash it and go. I, I didn't look on our APs, but I know for guest uh, Key to the World cards, you can actually see the chip. If you hold it against the light, there's like a little indentation in the white. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. I also noticed like on rides like uh, Test Track that, uh, you know, they when you go in and they give you a, a, an RFID card to scan to, to, to you can memorize your um, car profile when you design it, right? Well, I was just able to use my uh, resort pass to as the RFID for that because it remember it's indescript it just reads a number it doesn't care what what type of RFID tag it is yeah I was actually just at test track two nights ago and now they do have the signs with your hotel key card picture on it they're trying to get people <clears throat> to actually use their hotel key cards all the time if they do have them or your annual passes so that way they don't have to constantly give out the little white tags they were given out before now you always have it with you you don't have to give it back I think a lot of people were walking off with them. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. And I think things things like the uh, the the hats for the glow with the show. I think I think they're going to have embedded RFID with that also. So where's uh, where's my hat? Directly behind, behind you. you. You need a swivel I think chair. Th- that's going to be more for an interactive show experience. You know, they can you can walk into an area, your hat registers, all that fun stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, are, so what are they doing with these? How are they making these glow with Those the show? 
those use a different type of uh, technology that's called uh, uh, Zigbee, and it's uh, what we use in the. It's called in, what? Uh, Zigbee, Z-I-G-B-E-E, and um, what it does is it allows the hats to talk to each other and talk to a base station, so they all know who's doing what. And then what happens during World of Color out in California Adventure, the everybody's glow with the show hats all change color at the same time in or independently. It's really right. cool. It it's is. really cool to yeah. watch. Um, and these are fun. I just wish more people had them on during right. the during the show. Yeah. We, we got a little spoiled, didn't we, Corey? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So everybody in front of us had them on. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, switch from talking about RFID chips to talking about uh, probably my my single most used tool when I am planning a trip, and that is the website tripit.com, T-R-I-P-I-T dot com. And uh, this really is this really is something else. Uh, it is basically a way for you to manage and organize your vacations. You get a, you know, you book your airfare, you book your hotel, restaurants, car rental, whatever it is. You get your confirmation email and you send, you forward that email to tripit.com using the email address you registered with. It knows it's you. It puts it right into your itinerary. And, uh, for example, if you switch to my screen, um, you'll see I have a trip there uh, for May of 2013 at the Wilderness Lodge. And when I forwarded it to TripIt, there it was, my confirmation number, all the information about my trip. Apparently, I've gone too far. Um, All the information about my trip shows up, you know, my... It's it's really neat. It's and, really neat. And so you can literally just take the the email that Disney sent you for confirmation. That's all you do. And, and forward it. Exactly. It's amazing. You just take the confirmation you get. Now, most services work with this. Uh, hotels, rental cars, airlines. There are some confirmations that TripIt can't read. So when you forward those to TripIt, it just attaches it to your account as a note. And then you can go ahead and enter it manually. But. I've noticed that that when it sees the email confirmations come into your email account, it it goes and scrubs mine, and then it it pulls those out and imports them for me. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have. I didn't know it could do that. Yeah, it automatically detects a hotel reservation or an airline reservation. Automatically populates uh, uh, trip it for me, and then and then uh, Christy will see it, and whoever else is in my my travel profile will will also get populated with that. Well, that's it. You can also create, uh, you can share these. You can share these itineraries with the people you're traveling with. We have a trip coming up in, in May, uh, Sean, Dustin, and I, and, uh, uh, and Craig. And they're all shared on that trip at itinerary so they can see everything. They can see all the, all the reservations we have. Um, what I really like is that they, they have a, a great iPhone app. Let me go ahead and pull that up. And I'll just give you an example here of, of what you do with this. Um, so there's a, a confirmation for uh, breakfast at uh, Whispering Canyon. 
All I do is forward it to plans at trip, if I can spell, tripit.com, and send it. Oh, you know, I've been having trouble sending email from this phone. This may not go through. Um, just, just remember that now. And then, ideally speaking, it would show up in the app, which it's not going to because I think my email's having trouble sending. Oh, that's okay. But it would show up in it would show up in the app, and the app is awesome. There are a couple of versions of TripIt. You have a free version of TripIt, which. Uh, is you know all the itinerary planning and sharing. You have a paid version, which I believe is forty nine dollars a year. Uh, here, I'll tell you something. The paid version of it for me paid for itself once. It will track the price you paid for your airfare, and it only accepts deluxe resorts and first class, right? Right. <laughs> um, it tracks the price you paid for your airfare and keeps checking to see if the price has gone down, and for example, one of my trips, the price did go down, saved me two hundred and forty dollars. Oh, well, there you go. Um, because Delta will honor, Delta will honor a refund if you, if the if the price goes down, and TripIt notified me of it. I got a push notification to my phone, called Delta, and got a two hundred and forty dollar credit on that on that trip right there, paid for itself. Um, I absolutely love this. I think it's it works for you. It sounds like. I've never used it, but it sounds like it's an it's an app and a website that works yeah. for you. You don't have it. Yes, I love it because Absolutely. it's like a digital version of what my mom used to do when we were growing up. She would make this folder with all the printouts of our hotel stuff, our driving directions, yep. everything that we would need along the way. But this is just like a digital version that you can have on multiple devices. Take it with you. Right. It's always it's always with you. It works. You know, there's a, a the app the app is available for Android phones. There's an iPad app, iPhone app. Of course, it works on your PC. Uh, you can also add, I really like the fact that you can add individual notes to each day. Right. So detailed descriptions of your day. Which we did in California. Right. Um, you know, as I planned certain things out, what we wanted to make sure we hit that day and what we covered that day. So you can add special notes to it. Like I said, you can choose who you share it with. Um, and it will also automatically update all your calendars if you, you know, attach it to your Google Calendar or Outlook, it will update your calendars with the information. Um, the pro version is free for 30 days, then costs $49 a year. And uh, it will also send you, uh, the, the, the pro version also sends you mobile alerts about flight delays, cancellations, and gate changes. That has been really helpful um, for me. Sometimes TripIt knows about it before Delta does, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I also like that the pro version will show you uh, alternate flight options. If a flight gets canceled, delayed, and you need to get out, um, it will search alternate flights and alternate routes and give you options. Um, Does it offer a printable version of your itinerary, too? You can print them out, sure. You can print them out, yeah. And I know when we, last uh, last summer, you know, very, it was busy travel mo- travel <coughs> season for us because we... Uh, uh, we went, uh, you know, on the on the last podcast cruise during the summer. We took a uh, Jeff and Val's grandson with us, and Jeff and I were able to share all of our our plans together. 
and be able to to have some semblance of of order to all the schedules since we were taking their grandson with us from Houston and flying to Florida. We were able to to get all of our our schedules aligned, know when everybody was coming in, and be able to know when we were going to do handoffs and hmm. and all that fun stuff. Plus, have all the itineraries for the the crews. Uh, and you know the same thing when we went on uh, the backstage magic in in August and in July it was the same type of thing Jeff and I kind of scheduled our our stuff around what we had in Tripit so it, it worked out very well right well especially for compulsive trip planners uh, th- <laughs> this is an amazing tool it's probably one of the most useful websites I've found for trip planning um, and it's you know, I, I've used it. I, I've used it for every trip I've taken for the last two or three years, I think. And I absolutely, I absolutely swear by this. So the free version allows you to do the itinerary planning, add the notes, share with your friends. The pro version uh, adds some some of these other features. Uh, it also one of the other things the pro version does is it keeps track of all your loyalty points. So your oh really your Starwood points, your Hilton Honors points. Most airlines, for whatever reason, not Delta. Delta doesn't let other apps access its Sky Miles. I don't know why. I that's the that is bizarre. The one loyalty program that matters the most to me. And but Delta has an awesome app, though. I think I, I love Delta. Just had an update to their app that's okay. now letting you book flights through the app. It's very convenient. Uh, very now, cool. Now, what do you think? I mean, like you're saying, it is kind of like this one place on your phone to bring all that information. Uh, what do you think of it compared to like Passbook on the iPhone that's built in? I, I haven't really played around. With I that don't. I, I don't like Passbook. I I, I I love it, but for me, it's something completely different. I don't know. Yeah, it's you totally would, different. That's okay. just for individual tickets. So, like for example, I used it for my Delta ticket, um, but that you can't keep track of uh, other things. I have my Starbucks gift card in there, um, oh. but it's very limited, actually. Yeah, yeah. loyalty cards. Uh, Starbucks gift cards. Uh, uh, whenever uh, I, I fly out United, since we've got a huge hub here in Houston, and uh, and all my my work tickets pop up in the um, in Passbook for for all my airfare, and just be able to scan right there, and, and that works great. It does get annoying in Passbook though, because if you don't clear it out, it keeps popping up and annoying you every five minutes. It's it's kind of <laughs> nuts. Well, I guess I got my answer. Then it's nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, now, I, I, I don't even use. I don't use Passbook for yeah. anything. So. You were saying sharing um, TripIt with other people, like my dad. Would he need to have the TripIt app or, or the version? Like, if you have the paid version, would he need that paid version too, or or no? Does I, it just send no, him an email? No, no, because the sharing takes place with with the free version too. So no, he doesn't have to have the pro version. Um, but yeah, as long as you know he's got an account on TripIt. And you designate him as somebody who can see just that trip. You can also designate people as part of your inner circle. They can see all your stuff. So oh. your husband or wife, uh, your secretary, your assistant, whoever. That's a good question. We got a couple of questions about security. And I assume that they're on secure servers um, and that your account yes, is it totally is. safe. It is. Um, and then, like you said, you could designate certain people to see certain but things. But you're also not... Uh, you're not sharing. I mean, you're not putting anything in there. Your credit card information, for example, is not going in there. Yeah. Um, just the details about, yeah. you know, your hotel confirmation yeah. number, dates, things like that. Right. How, so how you, much ever information you want to share? Right. Exactly. So you designate who sees that. Um, if you keep a trip private, it's the, you're the only one who sees mm-hmm. it. If you designate, you know, I want four people to be able to see this only this trip. I don't want them to see all my stuff. Just this particular trip. 
then you can do that. Or you can set people as part of your inner circle and they uh, they can see they can see everything. Yeah, that would be handy. My dad, he's always asking for flight numbers if we fly anywhere. Yeah. If I fly from Orlando to Tampa, he wants the flight number. Exactly. <laughs> and I just I found it to be this incredibly useful tool and especially, you know, it reads all Disney confirmations. So when, you know, as you're as you're especially for the chronic planners, you know, as you're making all those priority seatings, um, just forwarding those emails right to TripIt. And it's putting them in order. It's giving you all the information uh, right to, in a very easy-to-access format right on your phone. There's no, no fuss, no muss. It's, it's fantastic. It's fan- I mean, we're planning, like, uh, the trip we have coming up in May, in May is a very, very big trip. We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. But we have this really big trip coming up in May with a lot of components. We're on a lot of flights, a lot of hotels, rental cars, you know, yeah. all these different elements. And just to be able to forward those confirmations off to TripIt and have a nice organized version of it right on the phone, available to me no matter where I am, really helps. It's, 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 it's an unbelievable tool. And especially, like I said, you know, the best parts of it are free. If the, you know, watching the airfare and, and some of the other stuff is important to you, it's absolutely worth the $49. If you fly a lot, it happens constantly. The prices will adjust, and sometimes they only adjust for a couple of days. So if the price goes down on your flight and you don't get to it, you don't know about it, and it goes back up again, you can't you know, call Delta and say, oh, you know, for two days the price was $30 less. I want the refund. It's the price at that moment. So when you get that notice from TripIt, you get on the phone, and you call them and say, hey, look, I want my money. And- <laughs> you know, I, I, I know I was shrieked like a little girl on my, on my Germany uh, airplane tickets came in and on trip it. It's like, oh, it's real. You know, it's- <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you have, I, I didn't realize it did this. How do you have it set up to scrub your email account? I believe there's a, a setting in inside the, uh, your account profile on trip it that allows it to go in and, uh, Oh, that's right. Uh, You're right. I, that's right. I have seen that. You, you, you set your email address up and any no. other trust email addresses that it will <laughs> look for, reservations or anything like that and then it will pre-populate it format it completely inside of your uh, too much too much sharing too no, much that's too much that's too much for me that 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 for me is is, is a step over the line right. i'll control what it gets i don't want anything scouring my my email accounts you know i just have one email address set up that's dedicated for travel and that's the only that would thing be different that's scatters. probably not a terrible idea either having yeah. one email address set up dedicated well, to travel when you have 55 email addresses, you know. Well, I know. Well, I, hello. <laughs> I, I'm not getting. I probably get about 2,000 emails a day. Pete um, at xdomain.com. Yeah. That one, too. Um, <laughs> so, TripIt Pro, absolutely love it. Go use it. Use nothing else ever again. I'm telling you. Go do that now. <laughs> so, we have some questions coming on Twitter. and. Um, that you want to ask me? I asked uh, quite a few while we were doing the segment. Oh, okay. See. You've been asking as we've been going. Yeah. I just thought those were your questions. You're passing them off as you are. Uh, yeah, I'm taking I credit for I have a few questions. questions. No, I was just saying that's what you said is I have a few questions. Did I? I didn't know. I <laughs> claimed did. them as my own. <laughs> He's claiming them as his own. Um, yeah. Basically read them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was it. Those were great. All right. So unless anybody has anything else, I think we can close out our very first uh, ever uh, travel tech show. This has been a lot of fun. I've had a, a lot of fun buying things to talk about. 
and I'll have more fun buying more things to talk about in the future. Uh, how often we're going to do this, I'm not sure yet, but uh, uh, I know there'll be another show, another one of these shows in the next uh, next month or so. So it depends on, you know, depends on Mike's schedule. It's all about him. It's all about me. So thanks very much for joining us, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Talk to you soon. Stay out of the damn lakes. Bye.